Y'all, I'm sitting here next to my beautiful, wonderful daughter, my 15-year-old. And before I started recording, and I know she's about to do it right now, she wants to laugh so hard. Because everything's funny. Everything is not funny, okay? We're very serious. We got some serious things to talk about. <laughs> it's the end of freshman year of high school. I've got some explaining to do. Let's get into it. Hey there, Allians. Welcome back for another episode of Ayana Explains It All, the podcast hosted by the Black Muslim lady lawyer with an opinion on everything. Born and raised in the hood, living in the suburbs of Northeast Ohio. I am trying to avoid all of this Trump scandal news, but honey, it is so juicy. I love a good juicy scandal. Ayana Explains It All is a podcast that is available on 14 different streaming platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, to name a few. The podcast is also active on popular social media platforms. Go to www.ayanaexplainsitall.com. That's www.ayanaexplainsitall.com. And you can get links to all of the socials. You can also find videos of all of the episodes and audio of all of the episodes. You can download them. You can read the transcripts. You can leave a review, you can rate the podcast, you can leave me a message. You may also link to email from the website as well. You can send me a message. Tell me what particular issues you might be having that you want me to lend my voice to. I'm always open to new ideas. You can also support the podcast by buying me a coffee or sending me a little tip on PayPal. This was a, um, a hobby for me and now it's become like a thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. Not that I'm going to quit my day job because being a lawyer is wonderful. As you can tell, we are in high demand recently. Ayana Explains It All is the podcast that bridges the gap between current events and human behavior. And this episode, we're going to talk about the end of school. School is out for most of the country. People are graduating. People are moving on to new grades. I have two kids of my own, one who is who just completed his freshman year of college. You all heard from him, my son, Muhammad, and I have my daughter, Zahra. We call her Zahri. No, they, no. They, no. She just completed her first year of high school, which I would say was very different from her brother's experience during his first year of college. So we're going to get into it. I'm going to talk to her about a couple of things, get her impression on the world as a ninth grader, rising 10th grader. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about school. We're going to talk about school, man. <clears throat> Ayana explains it all as a no. Shut <laughs> Did you know that my mommy's real name is not Ayana? It's actually mommy. Anyway. It's mama, it's mother. School. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who have children who are moving on to high school, who are going to be mm. freshmen. And some who are moving on to college. And I see these people showing off their kids and they're going, where did the time go? You want to cry. It's heartwarming. It's heart wrenching. And you feel some kind of feels because your babies are growing up. They're growing up. They're getting older. And that is the point. You know, you want your kids to get older. But it, it's like it happens like like that, like instantly. And before you know it, they're in high school, doing high school things, getting, you know, into high school little dramas and making friends and joining clubs and doing sports. And before you know it, they're off to college or they're off to doing, you know, trade school or they're off to the military. And you're sitting there going, wow, I wonder what my studio would look like in their old. That's not really funny because you already have a studio. I could use a bigger one. No, no, no. We mentioned the military. Just know I will never be joining the military. Okay. Okay, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so high school. High school is a time that's filled with 
ups and downs, friendships, heartbreaks, and countless memories that shape us into who we are today. High school, in fact, is what shaped me into who I am today. High school is the very first place where I decided to use my voice for speech and debate, for student government, et cetera, et cetera. Before high school, I was quiet. I was quiet. I mean, I had an attitude, but I was still quiet. I, um, I was kind of, as they say, in a shell. And then I came out of my shell because I was inspired by something and I decided that I wanted to, to do speech and debate. And I did oratorical interpretation and I did dramatic interpretation. And, and it was wonderful. I had a fantastic time and I was involved in all of these clubs. So I imagined that my children would be involved in, in clubs and, and things. And, and you guys know that I didn't, my son plays sports, but I didn't imagine that for him. But that is what he loves to do. He enjoys doing it. Zari, Zahra, can I call you Zari? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Zari went into $5 high dollars of Zari. Zari <laughs> went into high school completely bare. She didn't know what she was going to be doing. She didn't want to be involved in any of the clubs. I remember this, Zari. Now, don't fight me on this because I remember when they had some kind of meeting or something about all of the clubs you could be involved in. And you were just like, I don't want to do any of this. Jewelry making club. And I said, you don't know. You you don't know. It could it could be fun. You find something that you're good at and you don't know. You're like, oh, whatever. And would you like to tell them, tell the people your first impressions when you walked into high school that very first day, how, what, what, what did you think the high school experience was going to be like? I thought, I thought it was going to be like a Disney channel. <laughs> Cause that's the only, <laughs> that's the only like grounds I had, like the only impression I had of high school, was like Austin and Allie and that one show a hundred days before high school on Nickelodeon. And then Andy Mack. And that's all I, that's all I knew. It, and so you thought it was going to be very colorful and lively and yeah. And maybe there would be a bully. There's <laughs> always a bully in one of those shows. There's I mean, always a kid always. who just screws up all the time, but he's there for kind of, you know, he's there to be the villain with the good person, with, with the good guy, the, the protagonist. And then there's, you know, the teacher who's a little wacky. Yeah, I have a couple of wacky, I have a couple of wacky <laughs> teachers. So on that very first day when you went in, um, did you went to school that day? I think you did, or did I drop you off? No, I I think I got I, a ride. I think I remember distinctly telling you that I was not going to give you a ride to school because because I didn't get rides to school. You live two blocks away from your school. I did not live two blocks away. You live, I lived you live several the blocks corner. away. You live around the corner. But also, I wanted you to get to know the neighborhood that you live in. You rode the bus from kindergarten through eighth grade. You rode the school bus. I wanted you to get to know the neighborhood that you live in, to see the streets, to be able to navigate this place. And look at you. It's worked well. But tell me, your, the very first day of school, what was going through your head? Um, I was kind of anxious, kind of stressed, kind of sleepy. <laughs> I think I had like toast and butter for breakfast and like a cup of lemonade. And then I went to my friend's house and then she, <laughs> her parents drove us there. And then... Shout out to the, the Liberts. Yeah, that's, the that's my gang then. <laughs> and then... We got to school and they had us waiting outside in the cold morning, the cold September morning for like 30 minutes. How was it cold? It was hot that morning. You were probably cold because you didn't want to be awake. Yeah, I think that's it. And so the first day when you're, oh, tell them about the locker experience. So listen, uh, you know how you get the locker the first day of school, your combination, you're all, you're all nervous. What if I don't remember my combination? And then I only have like 60 seconds to put my books in there. So your your first week of school, second week of school, when did you decide that you wanted to like jump into doing clubs and things? You you were just like, I think I'm going to run for student council and I'm going to do this. Tell them about the SCORES program. SCORE is a student group on race relations. That's what it stands for. One of the very special parts of Shaker Heights community is that they're, they are open 
and very much so do promote diversity, equity, and inclusion in the schools. And this, the, the Shaker Heights is a diverse neighborhood, but it's also a neighborhood of a low income, middle class income, high income families. They're million dollar homes and then they're thousand dollar homes. And so sometimes the people aren't finding their way to each other because there are all of these divisions. And sometimes there are these lack, there's this lack of understanding between um, genders, races, cultures, because there are also a lot of different ethnicities, Indian, Chinese, Korean, Black, Mexican, Puerto Rican, white. And so to foster an understanding between people, they have this score program. So basically, well, you just explained it all. Well, well, you explain you explain the reason why it's there. I explained the reason why, yeah. So basically, if you're not a score leader, you're in a group of like five people, but my group was two groups combined because the group leaders were brothers. So you're in a group of like five people, and then when you're not preparing for stuff, you're basically just like watching slideshows and like about like important topics on race relations. And then you usually like prepare to, because you, you go to other schools with your group. And you do all like these fun activities that involve race relations. Like you show them videos, you play cahoots, you play games, you play step into the circle and stuff like it's just basically just so you can get to know like other races and know like what they deal with a lot. And yeah, that's basically it. And you go there three times every year. And if you're a score leader, you basically go to like score leader meetings on Sunday and you do the same thing but with the score leaders alike. You go to the schools, like to the elementary and... The middle school. The middle school. And the Woodbury. How were you guys received at the schools? I mean, people knew why you were there. They knew what you were coming to talk about. How were you received? Okay, when I was a little kid, score was like the best thing ever. Like, you were like... Like, you couldn't go to sleep the night before because of how excited you were for score. Well, at least that was just me. Because <laughs> you didn't have to do anything like educational in school you got to talk about fun stuff and play games yeah. that had deeper truth behind it yeah so it's not like that now like i went to we were in a classroom of sixth graders but the first my first impression of going to the school and going to see sixth graders it was really bad because they weren't interacting with us at all no matter how much we like try to get them to interact with us and then the fight broke out and then arguments broke out Thanks. and then people fought over is is blue a boy color or a girl color? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and is the WNBA bad or is the NBA good? And that's literally what happened. And it's just nobody told them to talk about that. And they were just like, I don't want to say kids these days. But kids these you days? Were, you, were, you were just their kids age. these days. Listen, you, were, listen. you were just their age Okay, but here's my a thing. few years ago. Because of COVID, right? <laughs> I'm going to sound yes. real dumb. Because of COVID, people were on their phones a lot more, and people were always at home, and parents did not know what to do with their kids. So they just put them on their phone and said, go at it, watch YouTube. So all of their personality, because I'm sixth graders, like 12-year-olds, no, it's less than, yeah, it's 11 to 12-year-olds, their impressionable minds got, like, impressioned by what they were seeing on their phone. Influenced. Influenced by what they were seeing on their phone. So their whole entire personality is just, like, TikTok and YouTube and I show speed and Markiplier and incel Reddit. And it's just like, they don't really incel Reddit. Most of their personality is based on what they see on their phone because over COVID they had nothing else to do. Do do you find that a lot in school is that a lot of the behavior of the students is influenced by social media? Yes. Their entire personality is their phone. And I'd noticed that within myself. So I tried, tried to cut down on my phone hours. Really? Because I do see you. What the phone? What? Maybe it's maybe it's a different phone. If I'm, I'm not if I'm not like on TikTok, I'm just searching silly stuff on Safari. So don't even be worried. <laughs> searching. Oh, well, Japanese I might, I might, maple tree. I might need to check that search history. It'll probably be just Google searches <laughs> of capybara pictures. Low key. <laughs> Streets killed me. <laughs> so t- listen my kids are so they're they're typical kids right they'll just yell out some phrase or line from a video and then they'll look at me like you've never seen that? you don't know what i'm talking about so your student council representative is that exciting do you like that um all we do is make money for prom if you're 
if you donate to her bake sale and you're listening to this, just know that all the money we got went to our prom and not to anything good. So thanks for contributing. If I'm being real. Oh my god. Real and true. Girl, like you can't tell a student council secrets, oh, but I can. Oh wow. Cause it's literally like I feel like if we did more things and that money went to other things like getting new filters for the water bottle water fountains and like getting like better bathrooms or something then i would like be all for it but all the money that we get goes to prom and then we don't even do anything but like bake sales and car washes so there's that well perhaps you should take a, a leadership role you act like they're gonna listen to me i'm a rep i'm a representative not the president hey do you know how the government works you know how the government works joe biden uh tinkers with puppets up there and then you are hilarious and then the oh attorney general and the vice president yes, they all come exactly, together and they conspire that's and then exactly how it they goes. tweedle their thumbs yes. and yep yeah. yeah yeah and then they spend all of the 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 government budget on prom that's literally it. like their their <laughs> inaugural ball all of your money is going to the inaugural ball <laughs> I don't even know if that's real or if it was just a scandal thing, but I know, <laughs> I know they have some you kind and of your party. Your friends have all been watching old TV shows, old ABC TV shows. Your one friend's watching Grey's Anatomy. Yes, she you're is. watching Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. Show is so good. Annalise Keating oh is my, up there. Yeah, I, Olivia Pope needs to stop playing with that girl. She was literally trying to tell her off in that episode, but it's like you cannot play with your. You are little. You don't understand. I mean, I can't talk because I watched soap operas when I was your age. Which is crazy. I watched Young and the Restless <laughs> and Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> young and Restless. the world turns. Like the one Lana Del Rey song. <laughs> Acting like the yeah, Young that, and Restless. That exact, that exact And I'm obsessed yeah. with this. Yeah, that exact Candy necklaces. Mm -hmm. See, they mentioned Young and Restless. Yeah, that, that was the song. That was the Acting exact like song. Acting like the Young and Restless. But tell me about yoga which you loved yoga yes. by the you loved it you hated physical education in middle school because but then you get to high school and there's yoga like i couldn't believe my eyes when i saw the yoga on the class <laughs> i had never seen you so <laughs> excited to go to school and you had your yoga mad and i loved yoga i mean you got like what a 100 percent in yoga or something something yes. it was it i got was... like 100 per 16 and quarter two so i was like i was like the yoga Okay. Oh, okay listen All to right. me dead bug sit up punches uh oh uh, half Child, fold child's pose child's pose i was the so boss okay so talk about it how is important how important is it to have these diverse um classes at school and i'll just give you i'll just say this when i was in high school we had very basic mm -hmm. classes you know we had there was you know uh baseball softball track but there was just basic like swimming or pe where you would you know play volleyball in the gym or climb a rope or something there wasn't we didn't have yoga and cpr training and all of these other kind of these diverse programs talk about how important that is it's important because it lets teenagers and children alike discover what they really enjoy to and it kind of prepares for like college i guess because they are finally figuring out well like well in high school they're figuring out like what they really want to do because in other schools it's not as diverse and people leave school not knowing like what their goals are in life because they never had a fun opportunity you know yes i you do know me? i do know that's where i came from i came from a very different experience where a lot of people when they graduated from school they went right back to work or they went back to their parents house and that was it and it's important to have these diverse programs to show students that there's more than just one thing that you can do. You can go at Shaker Heights even has a trade school component and then they have the the international. Yes, they do. They have the international baccalaureate program. They have all of these different. You know what? I you remember IB schools. Baccalaureate. At baccalaureate. It's baccalaureate. Baccalaureate. No, it's Latin. So talk about classes. What are your what were your impression of the core subjects like math and social studies and science? What did you think of the classes and the teachers? Um, I don't think well, the learning my, environment. My first thing, because I have a lot of things to say about this. Okay, you got to talk into the mic though. 
I don't like how 15-year-olds are having to learn geometry. Because personally, I don't understand math like that. And, and having to go from algebra, which I passed by the skin of my teeth from geometry, which I passed better, but still don't understand because I'm just a 15-year-old girl who loves being silly. It's just not. It's just, that is just totally not true. You I are so completely. You are very smart in a lot of things. Your your confidence in mathematics is not high, but it can be built. But you know, when you tell yourself, "I'm not good at something," over and over and over again, you will believe it. You have to say, at least say to yourself, to begin to believe it that you can be good at it you are good at it you're sufficient you're doing a good job but if you go into it knocking yourself down every time then you're not going to do well the key to one of the main keys the major keys to understanding anything is believing that you can understand it that you can tackle it that you can grasp it that you can figure it out and then explain it to somebody you could take any any subject, any topic. I've learned so much since doing this podcast a lot. A lot of things that I didn't know at first. And now I'm sitting here explaining them to people, talking about them. I believed in myself. And I kept telling myself time after time, you can do this. You got this. You can do this. You got this. And that's what you have to do. And a lot of women, girls, are not encouraged to be wise or smart at math. Like at least when I was coming up. You, you, if you were good in English and social studies, great. But math, no, math and science, that was, boys were supposed to be good boys, at math and science. Boys were girls drool. So women are, were <laughs> kind of programmed really to be like, math is hard. Math is hard for us. We're not, but it's, it's not, it's no longer where it's, it's girls are expected to just be good at one thing and boys are expected to be good at something else. It's like all of you now are lumped together and sometimes it's sink or swim, but sometimes it's you really have to build your confidence up. You have to believe in yourself. Talk about your experience in class. Well, first, English class, because that's my favorite class. I love learning about birds and books. So English class was the best. If you guys have ever been in English class, just I'm just telling you, it's so lit. I like English class a lot because I had a fun teacher. And I think that when you have a nice teacher, then it helps you like perform well in the class because a lot of teachers nowadays they're so mean and bitter i'm not going to sit up here and lie but these teachers are so mean and bitter to the kids that they do not like because a lot of teachers they like have a problem when they see the students as their own children instead of seeing them as students so they just have they just have an issue like they only like really enjoy spending time with the kids that they see as their own children so, oh, so they have favorites. They have teachers' pets, as we like to call them. They have teachers' pets, but to an extreme. Like I'm, t- I'm telling you, I see it. I okay, see it. I believe you. I'm not there. I believe I you. I see when the when the teacher comes up behind you, starts rubbing your shoulder. I see it. <laughs> rubbing your shoulder. Oof. The teachers do that at my school, and it's weird. Please, back. I hate when, if you're a teacher and you're listening, don't rub a student's shoulder or pat their back. Stop. Anyways. I like English class because he didn't do none of that. He was just funny. He was chill. And his, he liked to pretend that his cousin was DJ Khaled because he was the mm-hmm. and, and then, um, what's the other? What's the one I had next? Oh, it was math. You already know. I just, I just not, just not. Don't say you're not I math. I love math no. and I am a math girl. You don't have to I... love it, but don't psych yourself out. I know algebra X equals four. Y equals negative three. Okay, so we talked about nerd stuff. Let's talk about uh, your personality. How do you you think your personality has changed? Has your identity changed at all, or has it been how has it been shaped by this first year of high school and being fifteen years old? I think it's changed a lot since last year, since the eighth grade, because I was like. I was like a loser in the age. Like I was a what? really, I was a loser. I'm not even Do you hear yourself using this negative self-talk? Don't do that. I sat alone at lunch every day and cried because I was sitting alone at lunch every day while everyone else was having fun at lunch every day. What are you supposed to be doing at lunch besides eating? Having fun with friends and family. What, 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 what? It's not a picnic. I wasn't that much joyous person 
in the eighth grade. That is all I will say. I just wasn't that joyous of a person like I was before. I mean, like I am now. Because I didn't have, I had like two friends. And now I have all these friends. I'm happy. You see? Yes. And how has that impacted your life? Do you feel better about yourself because you have opened yourself up more? Because you're, you know, gregarious, you're making more friends, you're doing more things, you're out in the community doing things. Do you feel better about life and about yourself? Or do you kind of feel the same? It's just that you have more to do. I think I kind of feel the same. I just have more to do and more people to see. You see? Yes, I do see. I do. Who's your favorite teacher at school? Mr. Nolan Needham. If you're listening to this, big shout out to him. Oh, my God. Do you see that red? He you went did? into the red zone. Oh, I think I he's going to hear you. No. I think he can hear you from he- from here, really. He doesn't listen to your podcast. <laughs> I did <laughs> I told him to listen to it once, and I don't think, I think he just nodded his head and then looked the other way. It's fine. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I think he just turned the other cheek. It's not everyone's cup of tea, and you know why? Because I'm not messy. I don't do mess here. I don't like to do messy stuff. I don't like to do gossip and, oh, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Yeah, let's talk about um, (laughs) Moneybag, yo, and... And and let's talk with this post that we saw on Baller Alert. I don't talk about that <laughs> stuff. I don't care. I don't care about those things. Those things are meaningless to me. They really are. I like to talk about things that are impacting people. And a lot of the stuff that I talk about impact people daily, but they're not talking about it. They're not thinking about it. Because they're part of a cult. That because cult people would rather escape into the gossip and the mess to forget their problems. And I get it. I understand. You need an escape. You have an escape, don't you? Um, Spotify Premium. <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, who else? I only I don't. Oh, Kelly Uchez. Oh, uh, um, you got really into not K-pop, but it's like Korean mm. bands and and singers like Korean pop. Who's that? Japanese Mitsuki. pop. Mitski. I think she's half white and half Japanese. I think I don't, I don't know for sure. But you really got into that and really? anime. And oh, I don't even watch anime like that no more. Anime became so lame. This is okay. If anyone watches anime out here, tell me I'm wrong. I got to the Chimera Ant arc of Hunter x Hunter. Right? It was so boring and so slow. And then one of my favorite characters died, so I just stopped watching anime as a whole. You can't and, blame me. And it was all you 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 loved. You loved Sailor Moon. I you love Sailor Moon. Winx Club. I never you loved um I watched Lolly Rock. Lolly yes, Lolly Rock. was like Italian. I think, I don't even know. Oh. Lolly Rock wasn't Japanese. It was a it was a good cartoon. And then you got into whatever's on Crunchyroll. Your brother is into Crunchyroll like he watches some kind of Is it One Piece? He watches something. Is it Hunter x Hunter? I don't know what it is, but I went downstairs one night and he was on the couch Family guy. watching some uh, Japanese animated uh, show. And I'm like, how can you, when do you, how, wh- it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. What 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 are these things about? Also, it's just about, most of it is just about the hero versus the villain. Yes. These heroes have magical powers. Yes. And I only like it when it's girls are the hero because when it's boys are the hero, it's always really stupid. It's always like they're part of like this clan and they like get money to kill dragons and then they all always have this dark backstory about their parents being dead. But when it's girls, it's just like super magical fun powers and femininity. Like I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I would love to see a cartoon that embraces like Muslim girls doing that kind of stuff. Because we do it, honey. When you were at school, did you have any, did you run into any difficulties as a Muslim girl? Um, Not as much as I did before. Because I feel like past middle school, nobody knew what a Muslim person was. So <laughs> I, always, I always just get like, are you a terrorist? Do you bomb? People still ask that. Like, and like, how many when I was in like Woodbury in elementary school. When I put on my, when I started wearing my scarf full time in elementary school, it was always like, I "Need to see your hair now." I remember <laughs> one of the your um one of your teachers was out for maternity maternity leave, and you had a substitute. Well, Miss Miss 
Miss Konopinski, she was out. No, no. Yes. And you were fasting for the first time, the full Ramadan, and the substitute teacher left you a note in your, I guess there was a goodie bag for a end of school year party. And she left you a note about how proud and how brave she thought it was that you were fasting. And she thought it was just wonderful to see you do that. And it is, it's, it's, it's a challenge for kids to do it, but especially when you're in school and everyone around you is eating something, a snack, or there's a party, there's cake, there's cupcakes, there's pizza, and there's all this stuff around. There are all these pressures to just give in and do what everyone else is doing. And you literally got to do your own thing. That must feel pretty good. Yes. Yes, it did. I remember I remember what you're talking about now. I remember I came home and I read that note and then I started crying. And then when it was time to break fast. I microwaved the donut she gave me and then I ate it and I was so feeling good. Why are laughing like that? I didn't even care about fasting anymore. I was like, oh I'm going to eat this donut today and if I don't, I'm gone. And this is kids for you. Parents will have these profound uh, reflections and kids are just like, yeah, I remember there was a donut. <laughs> some, some trinkets involved. I don't, I don't know for sure though, but I remember I ate that donut. That's oh for gosh. true. How did your high school teachers accommodate you? Did they ask questions about it or were they just like, uh, um, there are a lot more Muslims at the high school than there like were. There's like five at, of us. I don't even, there is a good five of us. I don't know, but there's a lot of them. There's a good five and a half, maybe. Half? Muslim? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> but oh my gosh. None of my English teacher was like, okay. And then my math, nobody else said anything but my geometry teacher was like, oh, I don't know how you could do that. I eat every day. Oh my gosh. I, I like, hate it when people say and that. And I was like, okay. And then I moved on. And then Nobody knew what Eid was either. And I was like, I'm going to be out tomorrow because of Eid. Yeah, which, so please excuse me for it work. It surprises me because there are Muslim students come through Shaker High Schools all the time. And there are teachers who have been there for decades. And they try to pretend like they're so oblivious. But we have a lot of Jewish teachers and administrators and students. And so the high um, holy Jewish ho- holidays are days off from school. But the Islamic holidays, obviously, they are not. But because still, people know. The, the Jewish one change every year, too. It's, the, it's still the lunar calendar. But they mm. know what these things are. And they try to pretend like they have no idea. And I don't know what you're... I, I, I can't sympathize with you. I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, no, just, just... I don't... This is my history teacher impression. When I told him what, what I was going to be out April 20, 2020th, I'm going to be out for Eid. What is Eid, little girl? I said Eid. E-I-D. It's a religious holiday. Eid? No. E-I-D. And then some kids also try to pronounce it for me so you can hear it clearer. Oh, Eid. I know what that is. Back in my day, I knew some people from Youngstown. And and then then I was like, okay. Everybody always has that that one Muslim friend. Oh, yeah, I, I... You're staying with this Muslim guy at work and he would just not eat during the day and he would, uh, you he'd know. He'd even swallow his own saliva? He'd go okay. outside in the back and he'd pray and, you know, he was a cool guy. Okay, what, is, what does that have to do? <laughs> Everybody has one Muslim that they know and they base everything they know about Islam and Muslims on that one person. And I always tell people, don't judge Islam by Muslims because we're all, you know, mistake makers and sinners and whatnot and we all practice this thing differently but Eid and Ramadan we're all doing that at the same time so what are you what 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 what, why do we have to keep explaining this every year year after year and I have to send notes to the teachers and it's 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 a lot of unnecessary paperwork that if people just would put these things on the calendar you know, you had a little uh, a Hello Kitty calendar that had Eid and Ramadan. I love Hello, Kitty. I love Hello Kitty. Why is that not on the Shaker Heights uh, bell schedule? Maybe it is. No, I haven't it's, looked. Next year it's going to be. But Good. I don't want them to take the day off for Eid because I like being the only one off of school. And I don't think that everybody else should have the day off of school. If it, yeah, you see, 
How selfish. That is How? so selfish. Never mind. That you don't want to share the joy. The joyous festivities. What do you think about the social environment of school? Like um, the people? You guys are going to Everybody, nobody likes each other. There's so many fake and everybody's bullying each other and there's so many violences and I don't there's think there's a lot of fights and sometimes I get scared because of how unpositive the time is yeah the because I sit there's two cafeterias there's an upper and there's a lower and I sit in the lower with my good friends with my good buddy the other not the other day well there was like this whole entire body slam scandal where a girl got on the table and then another girl body slammed her on the table oh my god and then three days before that a lot of other violence I will not say happened in the bathroom. And it's just, I just kind of feel unsafe because I know that because I don't get involved in drama. And I know if I did, the metal water bottle is right behind me. And people are like, oh, when you fight, you have to use your hands. That's not fair. No, 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 no. If I ever, if someone ever said, oh, I'm about to fight you after school. God forbid. 9 She's okay? such a sweet girl. How could anyone not like her? <laughs> but anyways. I will call 911 so quick. Like People are always like, oh, we Chances are 911 is already there, honey. No, The I'm... police are at that school like every freaking day. I will be like, I don't play. I'm not fighting anybody. I just, I just don't get down like that. I don't, I just, I just don't do that. But the level of like violence among students and not only violence, but drug use yes. on campus so many drugs in circulation. is ridiculous ridiculous and i'm not even talking i don't know what happens at other schools but this is not there are a lot of parents with good jobs and good careers who are not raising bums for there to be the amount of violence and drug use that goes on in this school it's disheartening i there's a disconnect between how parents are raising their kids and what kids are learning from their parents and the behaviors that they're engaging in. And I don't know why this has happened. I don't know how we do away with it, but something needs to change here because all of these things interfere with learning. They interfere with learning time. Parents are constantly getting emails about there was an incident at the school. There was an incident at the school. And it's like, damn, no wonder people send their kids to private schools. And there are about three or four different private schools in this area. They're all cursed. Well, some of them are, one, but mm-hmm. but living in Shaker Heights, the taxes are so high that support and support for the school system is high too, but people are still opting to send their kids to private schools because they don't want their children in the environment of a public school where the there's all like 25 students in a classroom and there's all this unmonitored uh, drug use and, and, and skirmishes during lunch. And, and, I don't, and I'm not saying other schools don't have this, but sending your school, sending your child to a school where the police are present every day. I mean, it's disheartening. It's disheartening. And I know it has to be tough for kids to see this, to see the police at their school every day. Can you talk about that a little? Um. Like, how do you feel about seeing police at your school? It makes me feel kind of sad because they shouldn't have to be there to watch all these bad kids and also look out for people that might bring unwanted objects into the school and then do yeah. something horrible. Yeah. So I, I kind of just like, I kind of just want to go through the school day and go home, which is what I do, but I shouldn't have to fear any violent actions, you know? Yeah. You catch, you catch what I'm putting on? I do. Do you guys do active shooter drills in school? You do. We did one the yeah. entire school year, and it was in art class, and we hid in a closet. But if I heard something, then I'm getting out. I'm not staying Run. there. I'm not staying there all day so I can die. That's not like me. If you are, if you can't barricade yourself, but you're supposed to run first of all. It's run, hide, fight. You run. If you can't run, you hide. And if you can't hide, the last, the last step, the last thing you should possibly do is fight the person but how are you going to fight a person who's using bullets like do school shootings scare you do you think that could ever happen at your school i don't know if i'm being honest. i feel like it could because everyone like the the principal's always like oh we're enforcing new safety protocols and the safety protocols in question are 
the security guards are going to run the halls at all times, which they don't. Or look out and report any things that might threaten the school. And then I see it. And then I hear from other people saying, oh, yeah, this person had this object at this time. And nobody reports it. And when I report it, it's like, you're such a scaredy cat. I'm sorry, I don't want to die in school. That's not my, <laughs> that's just not my ideal. Like last year when I was at the middle school, they had an Instagram account. It was like, we're going to do this to the school at this time during this period. And it was like the second to last day of school. And I reported it. And I told people that I reported it. And like, why would you report it? You know it's a joke. What? That's not even something you joke about, though. And then those people like got in trouble. Like, Good, because that's not something you joke about. Nope. You don't joke about someone losing their life. Yeah. Or incidents of violence. You don't joke and say, I'm going to shoot you and kill you and shoot up the school. That is not funny. That is never funny. And it's hard to get kids to take these things seriously. But then you see in other places in this country where it's actually happened. And you see that it's not a joke. It's not funny. And there they have to take it seriously. But why does it have to happen to you before you take it seriously? Literally. And the drug use in school, I, I don't I don't understand this at all. Like if there's security, there's ample security, security guards, the police are there. How are kids able to get and use drugs in school? They're smoking marijuana. They're vaping. Because I don't think anyone cares at this point. If I'm being you real. You think no one cares about drug use in school? Well, people care, but they don't care enough. They're desensitized to it that they just, when they hear it, they're like, oh, that's bad. But I don't know if I can do anything. I'm at this point in my life. You know? You catch, you catch what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was in school, people were smoking cigarettes and uh, smoking marijuana. And, you know, it's not back then, obviously, it wasn't legal in a lot of states like it is now. But still, on a school campus, that's illegal. That's very illegal. It's illegal to do drugs. It's illegal to distribute them. You could get in trouble for bringing an Advil to school and someone sees you with an Advil. You could get in trouble for that. I got in trouble for taking period cramp pills. <laughs> you better not be doing drugs in my class. And the drug in question is Advil and caffeine put into a pill. Like, what do you think I'm doing? You're doing fentan fentanyl? You're doing fentanyl? You're doing some uh, oxys? No, I, I don't. What's going on? That was mine. That was Why my mistake. Oh. My cord came out. Well, I don't do that type of stuff, just so you guys know. Thank God. <laughs> Thank want... God. I'm so scared of doing drugs. I'm actually getting drunk. I am actually have like a very big fear of that. Because what if I'm just chilling and then someone gives me a drug and then I take it and then I can't control my own body? Like, that's just not something. Or you I die. Want. What if I die? That's just not something I want to do. I watch too much cop shows and too much high school shows. To know that this stuff is not safe. Do do you think that schools should have Narcan on uh, on standby? Yes. Really? Yes. Do you think they should train you guys in how to use Narcan on yes. on on your fellow students? Yes, I think they should. Really? There's too many kids at school that say, "Yeah, I was popping perks this time this day." Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I just feel like that there needs to be safety measures. Like people shouldn't do it in general. But if they want to avoid, like, kids dying from overdoses in school, then they're going to have to take the safety protocols because kids are going to do drugs and kids are going to get drunk and kids are going to smoke. But to avoid them dying, then there should be something to keep them safe. So you attend school in, a, in like I said, a diverse neighborhood, diverse city, diverse district. There haven't been any issues with book bannings or uh, activities that people are uh, that people are protesting or things that people want to get rid of because they are afraid of their child learning about this. What do you think about things like that in, in school? I think it's really, well, they don't, it doesn't happen in my school, but it does happen in certain places. And in those certain places, I think it's really stupid. What do you mean you're not going to teach your kid about slavery because you're scared that white people are going to look evil? Oh. Slaveholders were evil. Okay. People who enslave people are, I mean, that's, it's, it's bad. It's evil. It's not good. And in order to rec to reconcile your, your past with your present, you know, in order to understand why things are happening now, the way that they're happening, happening, you have to look at the past. 
you have to reflect on the past. You have to deal with the past. And high school is where kids are really, their minds are starting to open up more. And so the amount of information, but the, the amount of information that's available to you all now is, is vast because you have that wide range of sources on the internet. You have people sharing their lived experiences on, through videos on social media. And you, so you know more, even if somebody tries to withhold information from you, you could still find out what it is. But the fact that they're telling kids in school, no, we don't want you learning about this. It's ridiculous, especially, you know, sex education. You, you took sex ed, sex ed and you hated it. I mean, I didn't really hate it. It was important to know. It was just awkward because I'm going to, I'm going to, it wasn't, it wasn't like boys and girls split. It was like boys and girls in the same room. It was just kind of awkward to like talk about because these people are like, my class wasn't typically immature, but when they start saying stuff like penis and vagina, it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, what, what? Well, let's turn it down a bit. But it was important to know. We had to like see a whole entire condom dem- demonstration for vagina. Did you know there was a vagina condoms, mommy? Yes, Zari. I did. I had no I'm 44 clue. years old. I had no clue until I walked <laughs> in my class. I'm like, today we're going to be showing vagina condoms and how to use them <laughs> Whoa. i remember having to sign the permission slip so that you could learn about these things vagina in sex condoms ed class and me thinking this is so me dumb thinks. i don't care yes go please learn please have as much education on the human anatomy and sex sexual inco- intercourse as humanly possible because there are women and men still who don't know forms of birth control are they don't know the different sex organs. They don't know how women urinate. Women don't know where the sperm comes from. People Whoa. don't know that you can get pregnant, that you can get pregnant <laughs> on birth control. People don't know these things. Yeah. And I so when you when you get to be an adult and you're and you're tasked with knowing, you know, things about American history, things about sex education, things about science, and you don't know them. It's because your high school education probably was deficient because they don't get into a lot of these heavier themes until high school. We don't want to teach our kids about sex because we want them to be innocent. And then when they come home with six STDs and a baby, it's like, well, where do, where do we go wrong? You went wrong right there. You're hilarious. <sighs> so what are your expectations for sophomore year? How do you think you'll be what do you think you'll do different next year? I know you got some summer reading to do. You're going to be in an AP class, which, by the way, let's Ugh. let's talk about Ugh. this. Let's talk about this because Ugh. no, because this is this is a real problem. Shaker Heights has a reputation of not steering racial minority students into AP classes and not letting them see their potential through AP classes, and so. The teachers really push you in the in the ninth grade to to go into AP classes. And I'm looking at my daughter like, yeah, she could do this. And one of her teachers suggested AP U.S. history. She didn't want to do it. She does not want to do it. But guess what? You're doing it. I don't want to do it because, first of all, it's summer again. Every single sophomore I talked to was like, don't do A push because you'll be working up into the very depths Good. of the night. Good. No, I need my sleep. Good. The more school, the better. No. I am a proponent for learning as much as humanly possible every single day for the rest of your life. You know why? Because I encounter a lot of idiots. And there are too many humans walking this earth who are ignorant and who willfully ignorant about certain things. And oh, so jangles. when you put your head in a book, honey, when you learn. When you give a mouse a cookie. When you. <laughs> 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 I push for learning as much learning as possible. No, if they tell me that your child, that my child can learn more, yes, please sign her up. These kids need to know as much as possible. They don't need to know less. They need to know more. I need to know what. What? They need to know more. They need to I know need more. I need to know that's, what keeps you up at night. But that's what scares me about places like Florida where they're telling kids, no, you're going to learn less and we're going to frame it this way where it doesn't make people feel uncomfortable. Guess what? History is very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. We're proud of how far we came, but we have to look back. When we, You got to look back and see. And we got to go farther. You, yes, absolutely. 
was that really like such a good thing to that say? That was a good thing I to say. I just came up with that on the spot. I'm telling you, I'm a genius. But I don't need to take the... a push. <laughs> but you know, the world the itself, Earth is evolving. How can the human beings not also evolve? Because the big... We'll die out. We'll die out. Earth will move on without us. True. I'm waiting to the day that they discover a, a planet that we can live on and then Star Wars becomes real. I think you should start teaching me how to drive a car so I will know for the future. You know? Yes. That is something we will take up later. <laughs> I think you should give me an iPhone 15 Pro Max when it comes out. What are some things you want people to know? People who are entering high school, what do you want them to know? I want them to know it's not easy. And it's not when you sit down in middle school and they're like, oh, in high school, they're not going to tolerate this. They're going to tolerate it. I'm telling you, because nobody was allowed to wear hoods in middle school. And then as soon as they get to high school, it's like, yeah, you can wear hoods. Yeah, you can walk around with your backpack on. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you can go there. It's going to be tolerated. They lie to you and they're always like, this is not going to slide in high school. And then it literally slides joyfully down a playground slide. I'm telling you. (laughs) Be on the lookout. Do you think you're going to be helpful to the freshmen who come in? Like, did you get help from upperclassmen when you were? When no. You, no. <laughs> I got called freshy, youngin, Ooh. baby, Ooh. and lots of other immature nicknames I cannot repeat. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were pretty harsh on you guys, huh? I don't know if it was just me, but I remember everybody was being called freshy. I walked into a bathroom one day. That was full of sophomores and juniors. I was like, oh, look, it's a freshie. The same thing happened to me when I walked into the, the, the sixth grade bathroom on an accident. They're like, oh, look, it's a 50. What? A 50? What? 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 First of all, I'm those, just trying to... first of all, those nicknames are lame. Do you think you're going to inflict that same kind of attitude on incoming freshmen or are you going to be polite and gracious? Um, I just won't talk to any of them because when I was at the middle school, I personally could not tolerate any of the people that were younger than me. If I'm being honest, like I won't be like, oh, you're a freshie. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just not going to look your way. I'm just not going to turn the eye. Yikes. That's not very leadership skills of you, ma'am. What do you think about your mommy having a podcast? I think that it's cool. Yeah. And you get to talk to yourself and be your own person. Talk to myself. No, not talk to your. I must say talk for yourself. Yeah. And be your own person and tell your story without hate. Well, probably with hate, but like you don't <laughs> care. You don't care because you're up. and this has been ayana explains it all guys no i'm gonna okay what else do you want to talk about um the school cafeteria food is so much better um it always stinks in the school um if you're going to the high school make sure to shower at least every two days and please put on deodorant um um and this has been Ayana explains it all. This has been Zari and Mommy. Explains it all. Yeah. Brought to you by Facts, Figures, and Enlightenment. Take care. Who is Facts, Figures, and Enlightenment? Goodbye. Who is that? John Locke? Goodbye. See you later. (laughs)